And she should not be withholding information from him. If anything, if she would share the conversations, he might be relieved to know that there's nothing much going on. Um, so she absolutely should be letting him know what's happening, talking about it. And if he continues to be upset, not having private conversations for sure, and perhaps not having conversations with him. This week, a listener writes in to express concern about his wife's friend who was just released from jail and is now making inappropriate contact. Dr. Karen Sherman has advice. Stay tuned. It's hot outside, which is a perfect time to light the barbecue and crack open the wine. That's right. Pairing the right wine with the right grilled item is great. For example, Zinfandel is fantastic with sausage while a Malbec hits the spot for burgers. Sounds fun, right? Then head over to hitchmag.com, click the wine club link and learn more about our awesome wine club. By the way, the wine club also makes a fantastic anniversary gift. Prepaid gift options for three, six and 12 months are available. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined with the always greatest, (laughs) the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Uh, So Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, You can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com, and you can hear more from Karen on her own show called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship every Wednesday on the uh, Sex Talk Radio Network. And today, Karen is going to help one of you who wrote into us uh, explaining a very precarious situation uh, with an old friend who seems to be driving a wedge into the marriage. And so I got this email. Uh, so I want to first and foremost say thank you for reaching out. I greatly appreciate it. And um, hopefully, this will help you in uh, resolving your issues. And for any uh, anybody else out there listening ha- who has uh, an issue that you don't feel we have properly addressed or you feel your situation is unique, um, let us know. Write us. I, I, I mention this all the time. There is an email button on the podcast page. Uh, you can also reach out through the social platforms. Uh, we are here for you. We do it for you. So uh, thank you for uh, this particular uh, listener and reader. Uh, okay, so the I won't get into all the details because this is a pretty long and extensive email. But essentially what he uh, uh, said was that his wife's friend who went to jail 18 years ago has just been released and upon his release has started to work his way into their marriage uh breaking boundaries and the backstory behind all of this is that uh he was a very 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 close friend to the wife when he went away. And so I'm going to kind of go through some of the situations that he um, alludes to in the email and then 
you can hopefully help out with some advice for this guy. Uh, so first, um, he is first and foremost dropping by their home uninvited and more than that, and this might be something separate to address, but he is also claiming to have had a relationship with his wife, something that she denies, um, and it is driving the husband nuts. What say you, Karen? Ouch. <laughs> um, this is a tough situation for this husband to be in. Um, this is already starting to sound, um, though it's not um, an affair, it's starting to sound like it has some parallel kinds of concerns, uh, slippery slope kinds of concerns. Um you know, the the one word that caught my ear in what you were describing is that he's already breaking boundaries. So who comes uninvited? You mm-hmm. know, I don't care if you're a friend from long ago or whatever, but he should not be coming to their house uninvited. Um, and the fact that the wife is allowing that is of concern also. Um, her primary relationship is with her husband. And so she should be discussing it with her husband, asking how he feels about it, um, asking if he does have any concerns about it. And if he has concerns about it, that should be where her sensitivities lie. Mm, okay. Um, the One of the things that the husband goes on to talk about is how he fears that this guy is, and I quote, seasoning his wife with to withhold information from him. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if... The wife um, feels that the conversations that she's having with this old friend are going to upset him. Is this something she should withhold um, or should she, because she knows that the husband is uncomfortable with this relationship, should she be informing him of pretty much all of her interactions with this guy? Absolutely, she should not be withholding information. So that goes to when we've discussed this on a previous podcast, um, anything that you don't feel comfortable saying in front of your mate shouldn't be said. Hmm. And so, you know, very often, let's do a little bit of a role reversal. Guys will say, well, I didn't tell you because I thought it was going to upset you and I didn't want to deal with your reaction. Um, that's not a good enough reason uh, because basically now you're breaking trust. The Your mate, your husband in this case, is going to feel like you're aligning yourself with this other guy, this old friend. And whether he actually is, quote, seasoning her to do this or not, um, it's absolutely making him uncomfortable. Um, so that should be her primary concern. And she should not be withholding information from him. If anything, if she would share the conversations, he might be relieved to know that there's nothing much going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So she absolutely should be letting him know what's happening, talking about it. And if he continues to be upset, not having private conversations for sure, and perhaps not having conversations with him. Mm, Okay. And, you know, I think about this sometimes and I think – uh, you know, you're in this stable, committed relationship, mm-hmm. and you have this person, and I I feel like this is somewhat unique because this person is obviously in a relatively vulnerable pos- 
situation because he has just been released from jail for the last 18 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And social support, I would imagine, would be something very important. So uh, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate. So the Mm -hmm. wife in this situation, and this is pure speculation on my part, but the wife might think, like, this guy really needs some help and he needs somebody to talk to. I am one of his oldest, closest friends that he has Mm -hmm. or had. Um, You know, I understand this makes my husband a bit uncomfortable, but like, you know, we're fine. We're married. We're good. I'm not going to let this impede on my marriage and relationship. Um, But, you know, I'm willing to extend my hand a little bit further for this guy because he really does need this second chance and I wouldn't mm-hmm. be there for him because we did have a close relationship in the past. Okay, so there's a couple of things that come to my mind and I'm and then I'll get back to your question. First of all, was there any relationship she had with him while he was in jail? Okay, so the wife okay, so this is the thing I didn't mention. The husband in the email says that the wife never contacted him while he was in jail, never wrote him letters, never mm-hmm. went and visited um, it was just they were very close. He went to jail, poof. And also where this guy claims to have had a relationship, an intimate relationship with the wife, the wife denies that. So there is that as well. Right, right. Okay. But the point is if she was really such a good friend, then why was there no communication for the last 18 years? Mm-hmm. You know, so so – what is this guy's agenda, number one? Number two, what was he put in jail for? <laughs> I, yeah. I, yes. I just sort of, you know, want to know who, who this guy is. But, but okay, so now yeah. let's... Add- you, want, you want a character reference. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so, but let's go back to your question. Okay, so let's say that he's reaching out to her. She's, you know, a bleeding heart. She feels really bad. He's got nobody else, blah, blah, blah. She can still do that, but she's got to do it within the context of having her husband be on board where she explains it it becomes the two of them as a couple supporting them supporting him where um it's not where she has private conversations with him where the old friend understands that this is now her partner that they are willing to support him and to help him in whatever ways he might need and that she can no longer have the teenage relationship she had with them because she's Mm -hmm. a grown woman now Mm -hmm. with a husband, with accountability and responsibility to her husband. And if he would like their support, you know, then that's okay. In the meantime, she's got to be open and reassuring and upfront with her husband. And as long as he feels that he's included, he might be willing, more willing to participate in that. But you see, part of what's happening is that there's this um, lack of inclusion and this privacy that's making him very uncomfortable, especially if the guy, as you're saying, is implying that they used to have a relationship. Yeah. I mean, is this as simple as the wife just needs to honor and prioritize her husband over this other past relationship? To to a big degree, yeah. Yeah. I think if she would do that, it would help set up the guardrails and it would help her husband feel a lot better. Yeah, okay. Uh, Now, one of the things is the husband has brought a lot of this information up to his wife, Mm -hmm. but she continues to reassure him that 
she is not being influenced by this guy, um, you know, when he says that he's seasoning her to withhold information mm-hmm. and he's kind of driving a wedge in between them. And she says, no, this guy's not influencing me at all, and then drops the conversation. Mm-hmm. He's clearly not satisfied with that. Uh, what should he and or the wife do about this? Well, she's basically done what she's doing, which is that she's dismissing him. And I think what he has to do now is do what what I would call metacommunication. And metacommunication is where you're communicating about the communication. So he can say to her, look, I, I understand that this is an uncomfortable conversation, but when I bring this up to you and you basically dismiss me, that makes me feel like I really don't matter to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that just makes the whole situation worse. Um, and it may be that you you feel that there's nothing to it, but I'm telling you I have a problem with this. And so, again, by you not validating it, by you dismissing it, by you ending the conversation, you're talking about the communication, that is making the situation worse for me. Um, and that that's just not okay. So. That's, that's just not okay. Yeah. So really when the wife drops these conversations, it's invalidating his feelings sure. about it. Sure and, it and he needs his feelings validated like it matters and yeah. she should care about that. That's correct. That's uh, correct. Um, I'm going to jump back really quick to the um, boundary breaching that has mm-hmm. taken place here. So the husband gives another example. Um, and in this example, the he's – talks about how the wife will post something, you know, they're laying in bed at night and she's got her smartphone out and she'll post something on Facebook at say Mm -hmm. 11 PM. Mm -hmm. And when she does that, the friend will immediately call her. Hmm. And Mm -hmm. this also irks the husband and the wife in response to this is just like, well, you just don't understand because you don't have close friends like I have and you, so you just wouldn't understand this kind of a relationship. Are her other friends calling her at 11 o'clock at night? See. Other than this guy? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think she's making an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think she's making an excuse for it. Yeah. You know, the, the guy's being inappropriate. Yeah. He's using it as an excuse to be in touch with her. Um. I have a lot of close friends. They don't call me at that hour of night. Yeah. Do your friends close, close, call you at that hour of night? Do they call you when you post on Facebook at that hour? No. See, my guys are my friends are mostly guys, so we don't call each other. <laughs> we just well, okay. We just yes. say, no, no, yes. no. I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I'm just trying to be a funny, guy. Um, no, you're right. Absolutely not. Um, and you know, one of the things that I might recommend, not that. The wife shouldn't change her behavior and be more um, respectful of her husband. Uh, but, you know, these devices have things like do not disturb buttons on them. Mm-hmm. So you could flip that on. So go ahead and Facebook post away and you won't even have to worry about doing something uncomfortable like clicking the ignore button when the phone call comes in. You won't get it. You know, see, now there is where your technology savvy comes in. I didn't even know that. But certainly that's a wonderful piece of advice. So she could post, you know, that maybe that's what she likes to do at that hour of the night when she's not disturbed by other things, whatever. But if she has that, then I don't think that I, 
let me phrase it in the positive. I think that if this is something that is really irking her husband, that that would be a wonderful thing to do to show him that she really does care about his feelings, that mm. it's not as if she just, you know, um, is impervious to, you know, the fact that he's feeling so uncomfortable. Yeah. So that, I mean, that would be one way to, you know, lean toward her husband, validate his feelings and, and recognize that she's hearing his concerns. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or just click the ignore button when he calls you, and then the next time you speak with him at an appropriate hour, you let him know that that is not appropriate that's to not, call at correct. 11 p.m. <laughs> um, okay, so then uh, my last bit I have for you here is when the husband does make some headway, uh, the friend – and he will bring this up to the friend as well – the friend will apologize and say, you know, calling late at night, and he will – um, you know, apologize for making that phone call that late at night, but then he will go in and repeat that behavior. Okay, so again, I'm going to go to commenting about what has gone on. So let's say that that has happened three times where he apologizes, but then he does it. He now says, go back and say, hey, hey, guy, you know, I have brought this up to you you've apologized and I appreciate your apologies, mm -hmm. but then you go ahead and do it again. And so quite frankly, the apologies are, are really starting to feel kind of empty. If you truly are sorry for it, then, then don't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. So call him on it, make him accountable for it. Um, I think you phrased that very well too, because it wasn't um, attacking. It was just very straightforward, non-emotional matter of fact, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I think there's got to be like, you know, you say that you're sorry, but yet you continue to do that. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm really not, you know, I'm really not okay with that. Um, the other thing is that again, I think that there's um, that the wife has to take some responsibility in this. I don't see her being um, active enough in really stepping up to the plate and setting some boundaries or some guardrails with the old friend and telling him what is appropriate and what's not appropriate. And I don't hear her validating her husband enough, his feelings, and also doing things that let him know that he's really important to her. Well, on, on that point specifically, um, I think one of the th things is that the wife doesn't see this as a problem for the most part like she thinks her husband is overreacting um and i know we've talked about this in the past uh but if she thinks he's overreacting but it's bothering him it shouldn't matter that yes. she thinks he's overreacting because that is how he feels and exactly it's, and exactly okay so how like, how do you get that through to somebody where you think something's a problem and they are just like, you're, you're, you're crazy. Like, this is not a problem. Um, and I'm being a little flippant in my language, but you know, this is, you know, you're, you're imagining things. This is not a problem. Everything's cool. Um, he just doesn't quite get it. Well, I'll, you know, I remember many, many years ago in my marriage, 
something was bothering me and my husband basically said you know you're having a reaction there really isn't an issue and I said but if it's bothering me and therefore it affects the way I react to you then it now becomes our problem Mm -hmm. so I need you to really hear me out and pay attention to this and I think that that is perfectly appropriate for her husband to say to his wife and say you know, regardless of whether you think I'm overreacting or not, this is something that's upsetting me. And for you to ignore me or for me to feel that you are ignoring me um, is is an issue. That now becomes a dynamic between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I think that this needs to be addressed between the two of us. So in kind of summing things up here, um, the... The guy who just got out of jail needs to start acting more appropriate. The um, wife needs to respect and validate her husband's feelings. Um, and the husband and wife need to have some sort of meta communication about their interactions when discussing this guy and how. Uh, he doesn't feel like he's being taken seriously or his feelings are being taken seriously about the interference and the toxic friendship that has entered their marriage. Yes to all, except we are not going to probably be able to do any uh, thing with the guy who got out of jail because we can't control anybody else. We can only be responsible and control our reactions. But since we're now talking about a married couple, I do feel that we have to also pay attention or be cognizant or sensitive to what our mate is saying to us. We still, at the end of the day, can't control the other person. So hypothetically, the husband can't make his wife Mm -hmm. act A or B, but he can phrase things in a way that lets her know what impact it's having on him and you know do it in a way that um is not attacking her in the hopes that then she will respond appropriately but i think though though yes it would certainly be wonderful if the guy from jail would act more appropriately i don't think that we can really um you know get to him well, unless he writes to us and says, I really don't understand why the husband is being such, you know, so difficult about me trying to reconnect with my friends. Well, I, you know, and I and I agree with you on all that stuff as well. Um, I would just add that while you can't while they can't control the actions of their friend um, by not answering the phone at 11 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. I doubt he will continue to call for the next 30 days in a row if you never pick up okay but that's not okay but that still goes back to what the wife is doing yeah no 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 but but i'm i guess i'm saying um yes neither of them control control what that guy does but they are in uh, enabling him to yes. breach to breach the the trust and sanctity yes. of their marriage by you know calling her and her answering if she just stopped answering the phone he would probably stop calling not to say that he that's going to solve all their problems and all the all the breaches of boundaries but at least that one could be stopped yes absolutely absolutely yeah you know and if he comes to the door uninvited and she lets him in 
then she's giving him the message it's okay to keep this behavior up mm-hmm. if he came to the door and she's you know stood at the door and said i'm sorry but we had no idea you were coming and now's not a good time then you know he might stop that behavior too i think that's pretty tricky so i mean how would you handle that if you really have let's say it's a it's a lazy sunday afternoon you really don't have much going on and this guy stops by uninvited the husband doesn't want him there at all basically at this point the wife is happy to see him but it's an uninvited drop by and you guys have already had the discussion that you know what this guy has just breached the boundaries too many times he needs to call or text or something before he comes Mm -hmm. over what do you what do you do when he shows up at your door on the Sunday afternoon when you don't really have an excuse to say like well, we got to run out and do the thing? He doesn't have to know that you have no excuse. Okay. <laughs> what is he a mind reader? No. He doesn't have to know. You just say I'm so sorry. We had no idea you were coming and and we have other plans. He doesn't have to know that your other plans were looking at each other's fingernails. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, I mean there. I don't do this often because I don't want the the people who are listening to us to think I'm not available as a therapist. But every now and then, every now and then, I decide I need a night off. Mm -hmm. And so somebody will ask me for an appointment and I'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't have that night available. Mm -hmm. I have other commitments. They don't know that the other commitments is that I'm having a date night with my husband and we're sitting and watching TV. See, I would actually – well, I see your point. I would argue um, that you 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 do have other commitments and you can't have an appointment because that's for me like that kind of stuff is is mm-hmm. self health right like that's you you need your personal time you need to recharge the batteries and if that means yes technically you had time available to do that appointment but you felt you needed to go on a date night with your spouse to maintain that relationship. Mm-hmm. I consider that like 100% valid or, you know, I really can't go into work on Thursday because, and I, and I'm not a person who does this or anything, but I understand if if you feel like I can't go to work on Thursday because I really am just stressed out and I need to recharge my batteries. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that we don't appreciate enough in our society where it's like, we glorify people who stay up till four o'clock in the morning, get up at six and work 360 out of the 65 days a year. Mm -hmm. Um, There's something to be said for taking that personal time for your own personal health, because we know through tons of science and research that people are better when they're well, well rested, batteries recharged, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. But that's a whole other topic. How is that different then her saying you didn't call and and we're not i'm i'm just not able to be available to you right now you oh, know we we had we had something else planned and the not, plan was to be with each other well i no 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 i agree it's not really that different um i'm just again i'm playing devil's advocate where so you tell your i mean i realize your friend doesn't really you don't have to give your friend the reason, you know, just telling mm-hmm. him like we had other plans. This was a, a, a unexpected. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Can't, can't really hang out right now. Um, but it, it's also plausible or perhaps likely that he'll say, Oh, what, what are you guys doing? 
And then you have to make yeah. the decision of saying like, well, not much. It's it's mm-hmm. our it's our it's our day to hang out together. Or you make up some lie that then you have to like spend this web of lies, which I'm I'm never a fan of. Right. Um, but if you say like, oh, we're just ha- hanging out and this is our day together and he doesn't accept that as an answer and then all of a sudden it your your afternoon's going to be ruined because then he's going to start fighting with you about like well that's stupid like let me come in and hang out and all of a sudden you're you're getting into argument at the door and that's like the last thing you wanted to do on your lazy sunday afternoon okay so maybe you say something about you know you didn't call and we were just planning on spending the day together I'll talk to you at another point. Okay. Again, it's a matter of setting up your boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I just, um, I'm, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. I, I just want to, I'm just trying to paint the picture that I, that you and I both understand that it's not just easy peasy. You say something poof everything's fixed and boundary walls have been erected right it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh there's going to be pushback there's going to be fighting there's going to be conversation well you're probably right the guy's a pushy guy who has an agenda yeah so they're very well maybe but the point again is if if you say you know we sorry we you know um we're i'm not really available we you know, you're you're coming without any notice, and we had this plan. Uh, we had the plan just for the two of us today. That sends a very clear message. Yeah, we had the plan just for the two of us today. I think ultimately, the bottom line to all of this is that friend will never respect boundaries so long as you don't establish any. And yes, and and I think you're right. I think even saying at that time. It's not going to be the last time you're going to say something like yeah. that. And even, you know, like, oh, well, can I come in for a little while? And you, she would have to stand there and say, no, I'm really sorry. This mm-hmm. is a time that, you know, is going to be just for us. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully uh, this this conversation has helped our listener slash reader. Um, if, if you have any follow-up or whatnot, uh, feel free to email back. Uh, but hopefully, I think we covered this pretty well, Karen, um, and uh, went through a lot of the different scenarios. So thank you so much. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to add to this? No, I, you know, look, I, I think just we've really pushed hard about what the wife has to do. And I just want to say that I understand it may be difficult for her because she may feel, you know, truly in her heart that there's nothing she means by any of this mm-hmm. um, and that it is just purely she's trying to help out her friend, but that um, she really has to understand that her priorities have to be with her husband because otherwise that's going to get real dicey. It's a slippery slope and that the sooner she deals with this, the easier it will be because the longer it goes on um, without her realizing it, she's giving a mixed message to this other guy. Yeah. And and ultimately, as you pointed out, like she might honestly feel that there is nothing about this friend relationship, but it doesn't matter because that's not how the husband feels. And she's that's not right. recognizing that or acknowledging it. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, well, thank you so much. We will we will wrap it up there. Uh, I want to remind everyone uh, that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen has her own show on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. And in just five minutes, Karen will present a real issue, tell you what's behind it and how to resolve it. Karen is the co-author of uh, Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, Make It Last, and is also the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice. And... um, I want to thank you again to our listeners and readers who tune in every week and thank you for writing in. And uh, as I mentioned at the top, if you guys have questions, topics, issues uh, that you would like us to address, feel free to reach out. Again, go to hitchedmag.com, click on the podcast link. Uh, on the homepage, and from there, there is a giant email us button on the top of the page. You can uh, submit a, a question from that button. Uh, also, you can uh, find me uh, and uh, Hitched on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Hitched. That's right, we got that one. Uh, uh, we're on Twitter, at Hitched Media. Uh, we are on Pinterest and Google Plus and all the other ones. So uh, there's plenty of ways to reach us. So uh, please do so if you have stuff. And uh, we always appreciate the feedback on the podcast itself uh, through iTunes or Stitcher. And um, oh, um, if you are a Android listener, uh, not that it has to be Android, but we are also now in the Google Play Store. Uh, they opened up podcast channels there, and so you can now find Hitched on uh, Google Play. So maybe your car uh, runs Google Play, and uh, you can listen to the podcast on your commute. So check that out if that's of interest to you. So one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right, that's going to do it, everybody. Take care. tonight